I'm Ed Begley Jr., and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. We are set to take off on another episode of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is episode 591 of the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies and remakes and sequels and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, we have a special guest joining us, Ed Begley Jr., multi-Emmy nominee, and he is here to talk about all sorts of stuff, St. Elsewhere, Young Sheldon, and more right here. It's coming up in a few minutes on a great episode of On Screen and Beyond. Hope you're going to stick around for that. And we also have remakes and upcoming movies and things like that. So we uh, hope you'll get ready for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And Ed Begley Jr. is coming up. So get ready right here on On Screen and Beyond. And uh, if, uh, be sure to tell a friend about On Screen and Beyond. And also uh, keep, keep you know, us going out there. Go to On Screen and Beyond uh, and just download all our episodes and go to your favorite podcast provider, whether it be Apple or uh, Spotify or Amazon Music or wherever, and just download so we can get to more people listening to On Screen and Beyond and get the word out and they can hear all our great guests. It's just, just amazing, the, the people that we've been able to get, and uh, we're going to continue to do that. And uh, also, we have a lot of stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you have a suggestion, you can email it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And also, uh, if you would uh, help us out by, like I said, telling a friend, get it, getting the word out. And uh, let's see. Uh, also, the... CroftCon, which uh, has now had a name change. They've changed the name of CroftCon to TV PopCon. All right. So they are now doing that with a subtitle of Celebrating the Works of Sid and Marty Croft. We'll give you more information on that coming up. And what do you say? Let's get right into it. It's time for Remake Madness on On Screen and Beyond. Remake Madness. Well, it looks like Play-Doh is going to be remade from a popular toy or whatever you craft, whatever you want to call it, to a full-length feature movie, and the writer of The Big Sick is writing it. And Dungeons and & Dragons is, of course, being remade by Paramount, and it will be released on March 3rd, 2023, with Chris Pratt and Hugh Grant. And one more thing here, another toy or game uh, is being remade into a movie, and it's called Mousetrap. Remember that one? And it's uh, currently in development. That's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, Bullet Train with Brad Pitt has moved from July 15th to July 29th. And this one is an action film. And an untitled film with George Clooney and Brad Pitt is in development with director John Watts. And it's a thriller. And you can look for Harry Styles, Olivia Wilde, Chris Pine, all to star in Don't Worry, Darling. And it's a 1950s housewife and husband who live in an experimental community with disturbing secrets. 
And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, sequels. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sequels. Well, Scream 6 has been announced by Paramount. Uh, so uh, also you can get ready for more of Ghostface coming your way. And it will hit theaters on March 31st, 2023. Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan will be setting to produce and star in I Am Legend 2. Now, this is 15 years after the last film was released. And Fast and Furious 10 Part 1 will tentatively hit screens on may 19th 2023 and part two in 2024 and that's it for sequels coming up next on on screen to be on tv on dvd TV on DVD, well, the Honeymooners Specials, the complete collection with Jackie Gleason comes to DVD on March 22nd. Lucifer, the complete fifth season, hits digital on March 28th and DVD on May 31st. And May 24th, Ray Donovan, the movie, comes to DVD. And Dexter, New Blood, March 22nd. And that's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on Screen and Beyond... It's movies on DVD. <laughs> Moonfall with Halle Berry lands on DVD and Blu-ray on April 26th. Super Intelligence with Melissa McCarthy and James Corden will arrive on DVD on April 26th also. And Eraser Reborn comes to DVD and Blu-ray on July 7th. And that's it for movies on DVD. Next on On Screen and Beyond, TV and Entertainment Time. TV and entertainment time. Well, Mike Myers will return to Netflix in a new series, and it's where he plays eight different characters. Not uncommon for Mike Myers, but uh, that's what he's going to do. And it's called, and i got to get this right, The Pentaverate. And it's about, I hope I get that right. <laughs> it's, and it's about a secret society that influences world events. And that's coming away May 5th. And after 30 years, Maury with Maury Povich will come to an end as he retires. And that is it for TV and Entertainment Time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, I had the pleasure of sitting down and talking with Ed Begley Jr. Now, of course, he became famous on St. Elsewhere, and you see him now every once in a while, quite often, actually, on Young Sheldon, and he's popping up every year. He was in The the Future Man and, and so many different things. And uh, he's coming up next. we got a very interesting talk with him. Ed Beckley Jr., next, right here on On Screen and Beyond.
Our guest today on On Screen and Beyond has been nominated for seven Emmys over the years, and we have seen him on St. Elsewhere, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, Parenthood, A Mighty Wind, Seventh Heaven, Pineapple Express, Arrested Development, Control-Alt-Delete, Better Call Saul, Bless This Mess, Young Sheldon, and many, many other TV shows and movies that we just don't have time to tell. But... Along with his acting, he has also written books, and he has a line of Earth-responsible cleaning products. It's Ed Begley, Jr. Ed, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Brian, how great to be with you today. Yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure to have you with us, Ed. And, you know, what I enjoy about doing interviews with celebrities that we have loved watching on TVs and movies and everything over the years is that I always learn something that I didn't know about you. And, and I didn't know you had a line of earth-responsible cleaning products. How long have you been doing this? You know, I started kind of just as a consumer using cleaner products in 1970. It was the first Earth Day. I stopped using all that toxic stuff, Fernal 409 or Windex or Comet, and I started using baking soda, you know, to scrub the sink or vinegar and water to clean the glass. And it worked good, but I thought there's got to be something better that's not, you know, as smelly as vinegar and water and cleans a little better than just baking soda. And I started buying some products in health food stores that work pretty good. And then about 2004, I started my own line of products called Begley's Best. And I got so busy, Brian, with acting work, suddenly I had such an onslaught of work. I had to fold up the company because the intention was to use that to raise money for green causes. And so I went, I'm so busy with acting, I don't have time to, I was shipping out of my garage, Brian, and, you know, I had pallet jacks and, you know, a storage facility in the valley somewhere, and I just, I couldn't do it. So I went, I'll, I can just give the money to charity. I don't need to have a business. And a guy approached me and said, I heard what you were doing, I saw what you were doing, and it was laudable, but you don't have the time for that. I said, boy, I don't. He said, what if we do all the shipping and all the work? And we've got some formulas every bit as green as yours, and you can promote those, and you don't have to be bottling stuff in your garage. I said, let's do it. And so now I have this line with a great company called Lab Clean, and they're all non-toxic products with great third-party certification that they are every bit as clean as we say they are, and uh, they're selling very, very well. Wow. I, so, so at one point, you were actually doing everything yourself? <laughs> I was doing it myself, and I hired my daughter, Amanda, to help me. And occasionally I'd have Hayden, my younger daughter, she would help me too. And, uh, you know, I just kind of did it on a shoestring because I didn't have a lot of money to invest. I just did it all. I didn't have any other investors. I did it on my own, and it was a lot of work. But I, I would have a little booth, the Sunday Farmer's Market in Studio City. I would take it around to different, you know, places around the Southland and around you know, uh, the state of California, I literally, to save money on shipping, I drive it to Santa Barbara myself. What do you want, four cases? I'll be right up there. You know, <laughs> I drive four cases to save the uh, $38 in shipping because liquid is heavy, of course, mm -hmm. so it costs to ship it. I didn't want to eat up all the profits that way, so I just drive it up in a, you know, an electric car and, you know, save the, the money and the, the fuel in every way and, and deliver it myself, so... That worked for a while. Then I got really busy as an actor again, and I went, I, right. I just can't do it. Wow. I mean, that, that's, a, that's determination. I mean, you know, to, to go yeah. as, as far as bottling it yourself and everything. But, but so now you're, you're, you have a whole team working with you and everything. So that's great. Yeah, it's much better. I'm the spokesperson for it. And I'm, uh, you know, out there when you have different trade shows and what have you, or different 
meetings with different, you know, store chains or distributors. I go and do that part of it, but uh, I don't have to do the day to day of, you know, billing on QuickBooks and collecting invoices and mm-hmm. tracking people down. It's a lot of work, and yeah, oh, so yeah. Uh, I, I've got a good team. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know how you could do it in the first place because, I mean, you know, looking looking through your your uh, resume, you've you've done a few shows over the years. <laughs> I'm very lucky, Brian, to still be working at age 72, so yeah. I'm grateful for that. I thought I'd be retired by now. That's why I started doing it in 2004. I went, you know, here I am. It's 2004. I'm 55 years old. You know, I can, uh, I'm not going to be working much as an actor anymore, I'm sure, so I'll just do this, and then the acting kind of exploded again. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, what a wonderful surprise. Right, yeah, Geez. But I mean, but you have always been uh, conscious of the environment and all those things, correct? I mean, it's not just something that came up, you know, back in 2005 or anything like that. No, I started in 1970 with the first Earth Day for good reason. A lot of people started in the city of L.A. where I did because of the smog. We went, they ain't kidding about air pollution. We live with it every day. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to do something to clean up there? Sign me up. You know, I was very happy with what we're doing on that one-day Earth Day, but I, I asked and, you know, wondered exactly what we're going to do the other 364 days. This is a great symbolic event, and not just symbolism, people riding their bikes to the Earth Day events and what have you. That was all good, but, you know, what about the rest of the year? So I bought a little electric car for $900. I, you know, I started recycling. I started composting, became a vegetarian, you know, took the bike, uh, public transportation, everything that I could that could help the environment. And it had to be cheap. I couldn't be buying any solar panels back in 1970. They're very hard to find back then, and they're very expensive. So I just did what I could. And uh, everything I could do turned out to be a long list anyway. Hmm. Wow. That's, that, that is incredible. Uh, so now, as far as the products that you're, you're selling, uh, the Earth Responsible products, one thing is a lot of the times you hear, you know, okay, use this, it's, it's better and all that stuff, but it's, it's still got all these things about, you know, don't get it on your hands because it's, you know, it'll, basically it'll corrode right. your hand. And it, so, but yours right. don't do that, right? No, no, they're very safe, very non-toxic. They're good products. And Mark Cunningham at Lab Queen has, uh, you know, gotten third-party certification from a tough certification program called EPA Design for the Environment. And when I had my separate company, my own company, years before, that was too expensive a certification to get, so we didn't we didn't have that. But he does, and that's always what you want. You don't want to have people themselves going. We tested it as clean. You want to have a third party tested, mm. independent third party certification, and that's what we got with the uh, EPA Design for the Environment certification. Yeah. So exactly what what products are these? Some are pet cleaning products too, right? Yeah, we have a pet stain and odor remover. That's probably our best seller because a lot of people uh, that are my friends and people who like the same things I like, they're animal people, they're pet people. So they have pets and they want something non-toxic because think about it. Animals are constantly licking their paws. They're down on the floor and licking the floor. You don't want to have a toxic floor cleaner. You don't want to have a toxic, you know, pet stain remover for the carpet. Mm-hmm. You got not just pets. You got little kids in your house perhaps. A lot of people have kids crawling around the floor. They're putting their hands, their fingers in their mouth, you know, crawling on the floor. So 
you, you don't want to have toxic stuff in your house. People rightly, and I'm there with them, with them carrying a sign saying, we don't want a toxic waste site near our home. Keep the toxic waste site away, you know, nearby in the neighborhood. Somebody has a toxic waste site. Well, the worst toxic waste site is not near their home. It's in their home. It's under their sink. Right. People willingly, you know, not knowingly perhaps, but willingly buy these products and, you know, put them under their sink. And they're every bit as hazardous as something we're out there protesting. So it's a good idea to keep our homes very clean from these toxic elements, especially now that we're urging people to. And we're happy when people do seal up their homes to make them energy efficient. Right. Now that you've sealed it up, there's less, you know, opportunity for air to blow through the house and clean out those toxic fumes. If you got it all sealed up, you're going to be breathing it if you don't, you know, really eliminate that stuff from your, your kitchen. Yeah. And and as a dog owner who, who I've had dogs many times you know, over the years, you know that at some point, whether it's when they're young or when they're older, they're going to have an accident. <laughs> There's no question. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, so that's great that 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 you have that stuff that uh, you know you can clean and be you know be sure that you know what you're putting in is not going to harm you a- along the way. I mean, geez. Yeah, we got a dish soap. We got a, a all-purpose cleaner for countertops, glass cleaner. We have lots of different products, and uh, check it out at Amazon. You know, go to just type in Begley cleaning products, and it'll come right up. Oh. Or Google search. You know, Begley cleaning products, and it should come right up. And or go to edbegley.com, and you'll find it there too. Yeah. Oh, well, that's great. Gee. Now, along with the environment and everything, of course, you you've been acting for for a long time. When you were growing up, was your intention to be an actor or or to go into the environmental stuff, or, or what was you know what were you, what was your direction? <laughs> I didn't really get into the environmental way of thinking till I was about 16 and that happened because they affected my pocketbook that's usually a way to get a person's attention mm-hmm. is affect their pocketbook there was a new thing in 1965 called no deposit no return bottles used to be I'd take those bottles in the old soda the coke bottles or the you know hires root beer or you know one of those seven up bottles you take it in you get a nickel for the big ones and two cents for the small ones back when I was a teenager. That was my money. All I had to do was take the bottles in and clean out the pantry of them. That was my chore, but my reward was getting that money. Right. You know, a dollar eighty one day, you know, 89 cents to others. And that money was more substantial back in those days. A dollar something, you know, you could buy a nice sandwich for a dollar something back in the day. Right. Yeah. So I suddenly that income was gone my life and I went oh wait a minute what is this we're doing again and I went out to the trash can and looked all those bottles were in there that used to be recycled in a way by them filling you know washing them out and filling them up again and now they weren't doing that and I started really looking in the trash can going now wait a minute where did all this stuff go they say they're going to throw it away where is away you know and mm-hmm. but basically Brian they got my attention by taking my money away so I was really you know I was looking closely at things right yeah and hey, wait a, a minute that's, that's my money yeah well, that's my money so what's this whole salad of unusual stuff that's now in that trash can and they say they're throwing it away where's away you know and uh and it was you know like a broom handle an old tennis shoe those bottles you know all stuff like that and i went you know this 
that shouldn't be going in a landfill. That should be reused the way it was with those bottles. What are we doing here? It got me to thinking that by the time the first Earth Day came around in 1970, I had a few years of thinking of trash and thinking of recycling, and then I had lived at that point, you know, 20 years in smoggy Los Angeles, two decades, and I went, they're definitely right about the smog. They're definitely right about growing stuff in a landfill because they took my money away. So, you know, sign me up. I want to get involved. Yeah. Wow. What led you to go to acting? I mean, of course, your father was, was an actor, and did that inspire you to go? Definitely, that was the reason. You know, if my dad had been a plumber, I'd probably be fitting pipe right now. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to do what he did. It seemed like a good job. He made it look easy. I, in my delusion, thought it was easy. And I had this weird resentment that I never shared with him, thank God, thinking, why can't you just get me a job, Dad? I want to do a series. Get me on Perry Mason. Get me on Gunsmoker. You know, some show. I want to do a, a TV series. Like, first of all, he, A, he had the power to do such a thing. He did not. You know, I can't get my kids a job now by picking up the phone, nor could he. Uh, but I could get an interview, and I finally started getting interviews because I was his son. And uh, But I, I had no idea, and I certainly didn't know about training and the amount of work that you have to put into it. I went, that looks easy. You just talk, right? I can talk. You know, I'm charming. I'm real charming, my God. Just give me a part. And so I, I started to go on interviews, and I went out on interviews for years, and no big surprise, I never got a job, Brian, because I had no training. And then finally, I started to train, you know, a few years later, and then I got a job on My Three Sons, just one day's work on My Three Sons, and I was sure the phone would ring off the hook, and it didn't. So I supplemented my acting work with camera work. I worked as an assistant cameraman for years, and loved that work. It was fine work, paid well, and so while my dad was still alive, I had a little bit of acting that I had gotten into while he was still with us, and a lot of work on set as a camera assistant. So he was very proud of that, that I was starting to pay my own way and, you know, that I was doing well. I had a career that looked like I was going to pursue. But then suddenly the show called Room 222 beckoned me back into acting. They had a day here, a day there, a week here, a week there on that wonderful series, Room 222. And I started to work on that. And uh, suddenly I was an actor again. Is, is that when you feel that you, you felt that, you know, now I've made it? Yeah, when I started to get called regularly on that show. But when I really thought I made it and really did make it, it was years later, 15 years after I got my first job on, on My Three Sons, I got a, a show called St. Elsewhere, this hospital show in 82. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, I won't lie to you, it hasn't been difficult to get work ever since that, you know, that's, many years that's 40 years ago my god 40 years ago things got easy because of that one job and they have not been difficult since now how did you get the part on uh, saint elsewhere that's an interesting story i wanted the part of dr peter weiss that was a regular and so uh i went and read for it did very well i thought got a call from the agent you didn't get it who did get it i said Terrence Knox. I'd never heard of Terrence Knox. Okay, great. I didn't lose out to like one of my more famous friends like Jeff Goldblum. That would be easier to take, but a a guy I never heard of? Okay, whatever. Turned out he was a wonderful actor, a great guy. We were roommates for years on St. Elsewhere. But the most important thing is the part that I wanted 
Peter White, I didn't get. They threw me a bone, Brian, and said, there's a character named Ehrlich. He just has a couple of lines in the pilot, but maybe the writers will write some more stuff for him. We'll see. And Ehrlich became one of the most popular characters on the show. Mm -hmm. I did, you know, six years worth of episodes. And the Terrence Knox character, Dr. Peter White, got shot on in year three, and he was dead and gone after three seasons. I was there for the whole six years. So sometimes what you want isn't nearly as good as what you get, Brian. Yeah. Well, you were, I mean, you, you were there a long, long time because, you know, no matter how many years it was, I mean, back then a, a season was 20, 25 episodes or whatever. Exactly. Nowadays, yeah, 22, six. 24, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, you get six, you're happy. You get eight. Oh, my God, we got eight. Right. Ten. Oh, I'm calling my parents. Yeah, this is wonderful. Right. Yeah, in fact, we a few years back, I had um, Christina Pickles on the, on the show. Uh, I love her. She was a very nice guest. I mean, she was a lot of fun to have. And, uh, in, in fact, I, I, uh, about uh, maybe, I don't know, my, about a year ago, or maybe not even a year now, uh, Annie Potts was a guest on the show. And oh, I love her you, too. You work with Annie, and and last week I had somebody you I, I assume you know him because you've been in several movies with him, uh, Jim Pittock. I love Jim Pittock. He's got a book coming out too. It's a wonderful book. Yes, that's what we were talking about when he was on the show. Good. And uh, yeah, so you know we've had some some people who have worked with you over the years here, and uh, you do a lot of stuff. It seems with Christopher Guest, right? Yes, I do. Uh, he's a dear friend of mine since the 70s. I met him in the 70s. I know his sister, Alyssa Guest. I know his brother, Nick Guest, and I knew his wonderful mother. Uh, she was a casting agent at CBS for years, and I met his father on more than one occasion. So uh, I love the whole Guest family, and I've been working with him, for him, for decades, and I I just love Chris Guest. He's such a talented actor, such a talented director and writer. I'm just proud to know him. Yeah, he's, he seems to, when he makes movies, he seems to bring his friends in, and, and it, it's, it just makes for, it seems, when, when we watch the movie anyways, that everybody is just, you know, just like old friends coming back together. Well, he does all the heavy lifting. It used to be him and Eugene Levy. Eugene and he would... Uh, you know, write the 25-page treatment. That was the hard work of the whole matter. And then he'd call up his friends like Michael Hitchcock and me and, you know, Michael McKean and all these wonderful people. And we'd do the show together. But that was like an improv party. That was just fun. But he and uh, Eugene then became him and Jim Piddick writing the treatments and doing the shows together. And uh, they would spend that time, you know, sometimes as much as a year writing the treatment. And you know, then Jane Lynch and, you know, Fred Willard and the gang would get together and just have fun. So we we ha we have the easier job. Chris is uh, doing all the work for us, as is Jim. Yeah. Now, it, it, are, is it very tightly scripted, or do you get to uh, sort of add your own thing to it, a role? You get to add a lot of stuff to it, but, you know, Chris is very good. He's very, you know, straightforward about what he wants and what he doesn't want. And a great director, great kind of editor on the go, too. Because he said, the thing that you start with, don't start with that now. That thing in the middle that you say about Lars Olfen and the, you know, the garage band in Sweden, put that at the beginning and move the other thing to the middle and end with this. 
and uh, he's just a wonderful director and always gets right to the heart of it and makes every scene better. And I just love working with him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there were so many shows we could go over because you, I mean, you've been in so much. It's just, it's just incredible. But uh, of course, now we see you on uh, Young Sheldon all the time. What a great show! My God, I love it. How, how did you come about getting that? I'm sure they called you for this, right? I presume. <laughs> yeah, they did. They called me up and said I had a part uh, opposite my dear friend Wallace Shawn and Annie Potts, who I knew a little bit, and I knew Wallace even better because I'd done a movie scenes from the craft class struggle in Beverly Hills with him. And uh, so I got to work with Wally on that. I loved it. And they said, hey, they want you to do another episode. I went, fantastic. And they want you to do two this season. Oh, my God. This season, they want you to do five. Oh, my God. And now I think I did like 12 or 13 of them. And I'm just in heaven working on that show because the kid is so great. Ian is wonderful. Annie, you know, is wonderful. You know, Wallace Shawn is just a friend from heaven. Yeah. And uh, Steve Malaro, the showrunner, is just a brilliant writer, brilliant producer. So it's just the best experience you could imagine. Yeah. Well, you do such a good job on that show. I mean, it, it, you know, the, the way you, you act and, and interact with with young Sheldon and everything, and it's 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 just a it's just a lot of fun to watch you on the screen. Thank you so much, Brian. That's so sweet. The kid is great. I just feel like I'm along for the ride with a young man as talented as him he's just wonderful (laughs) now of all the things that you've done and and like you say you've done so many uh an officer and a gentleman the the spine this is spinal tap and the accidental tourist and everything is there any particular show or or movie that you feel is you know one of your best works that you've done as far as my work, what I'm the proudest of is probably Best in Show or Mighty Win. Those are the two things I'm proudest of as regards movies. Television would have to be St. Elsewhere because of the quality and the quantity. You know, to do six seasons of 22 to 25 episodes, that's a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. So just numerically, it was wonderful. The quality of it was so wonderful. Um, but again, to work with Meryl Streep, is the highlight of anybody's career. She's the best actress of our time, and, you know, she's just amazing in every way. Yeah. Work with Jack Nicholson. You know, I've worked with great people. Bob Hoskins, Michael Caine, uh, you know, Chris Guest, uh, Fred Willard, Denzel Washington. You know, the people that I've been able to work with in my long life, I just feel blessed, Brian. Yeah. Well, you know, and... I mean, of course, growing up with your father being an Oscar winner and everything, uh, I'm sure you know. He, to you, he was probably just dad, right? I mean, you know, he was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but w- were you ever awestruck with any of the people that you've met over the years? I mean, you've worked with so many. Well, there's a, yeah, definitely. What happened was when I was a young man, I, you know, we would stop occasionally driving up to San Francisco at a friend's house, a friend of my dad's house. His name was Paul, and he had a wife, Bella. We'd stop there, and they were an older couple, maybe even a little older than my dad. It's like, why do we stop here? They seem like sweet people, but I'm just bored. Can't we get up to San Francisco so I can ride the cable car? What are we doing here? That man we stopped and saw was Paul Muni, one of the great actors of 
the last century. He was an incredible actor. He was on Broadway with my dad in a play called Inherit the Wind. They both won Tonys for it. Mm -hmm. A great actor. And had I, you know, been had my eyes and ears open, I could have asked him things about theater and acting because <clears throat> he was one of the greatest actors of that day. So, you know, kids don't always get it. But I then kind of woke up and started to pay attention when he'd be around people like, you know, uh, Tony Randall, what have you, people like that, and Richard Kiley, wow. the, those people that my dad was working with in stage plays like Advise and Consent back in the early 60s. I started to be around people like that. And my dad knew Steve Allen. Steve Allen was a big deal to me, of course, as was anybody in the Steve Allen show, all those wonderful actors that were on that. Right. So... I got to meet these people with my dad and was very smitten with the business and a business that I'm somehow still in, low these 55 years later. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and, and do you have any projects that uh, you can tell us about? I know sometimes you can't mention these things, but uh, is there anything that you've got going that uh, we can see you in in the future that you can mention? There's, yeah, there's a movie that I did that I signed an NDA I can't talk about, but a star-studded movie you'll hear more about soon. There's a TV show, likewise, in NDA. I can't tell you they want it to be a surprise that my character comes back. Can't say anything about that, but I can most definitely talk about the great show, Young Sheldon, and the great season we have coming on that. Many of the episodes have already aired. More surprises, more twists and turns on Young Sheldon. Mr. Mayor, I've done several episodes of that and love that. I just worked on Queer as Folk in that's New Orleans, and that's a great show on Hulu coming out, so I've got that a feature I just did in Fort Worth called Don't Tell Larry. So lots of work, lots of good times for a man my age, and uh, I'm just still drinking it in uh, after five and a half decades in screen actor skills. Yeah. Now, I, I'm going to mention one, but if this is one of the ones you can't talk about, <laughs> you know, I've heard rumors of uh, uh, fragments of Olympus from Olympus, the vision of N uh, Nikola Tesla. Is that something that you're really I don't, no i don't know I, I know a guy contacted me years ago asked if i would be in a movie talking about the life of uh tesla tesla's life and i said i would so that's been on my you know future projects imdb thing for quite a few years and i don't know if anything's ever going to come of that but those that's not something that I'm actively involved in in any way. Okay. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, we, we see things and who knows if they're true or not. So I... Exactly. Exactly. I hope he makes it. Tesla's worthy of such a an effort, uh, but I, I don't know that they've shot so much of a, of a frame of film on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ed, uh, I want to finish up with uh, one final question, but uh, I do want people to, to check out this uh, – the, the – um, products that you have, uh, Begley's Earth Responsible Cleaning Products, and uh, you said they can check them out on uh, Amazon and uh, also at your yep. website, so definitely want yeah, to... Yeah, at Begley.com, yeah. Yeah, definitely want people to check those out, but for the final question, um, when you sit back and relax, and, <laughs> and, and like I say, with all the things you have going on, you probably don't have much time, but uh, mm -hmm. when you do, what's your favorite TV shows now and of the past... And what's your favorite movies now and of the past? You know, back in my young day, when I was a very young man, and my father's day as a TV actor in the 50s and the early 60s, it was considered the golden age of television, mm -hmm. with Rod Serling writing the, you know, and doing not just uh, Twilight Zone, but he did Patterns, this wonderful 
a movie my dad did called Patterns with Richard Kiley, and then later with Van Heflin. I think they did it again. But that was, it really was Patty Chapsky, Rod Serling, uh, Sidney Lamette as a director, my dad, Richard Kiley, actors like that. It was the golden age of television. Brian, it's my opinion, and I'm entitled to it, this is the platinum age of television. You have people like Vince Gilligan, people like that, these wonderful you know, writers who are writing these great, great TV shows like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, you know, Handmaid's Tale. These are incredible shows. Ozark, I, I really love the television that's on now. I, I just, uh, I know I've been in, in the show in the past, but I'll tell you, I'm a loyal fan of the show Better Call Saul. I just love it. It's just excellent, excellent television. Yeah, it's so I love watching my shows. Yeah, great, great stuff. So, uh, And Young Sheldon is such a good show. It's so funny. It's got so much heart. If I were not in it, I can promise you I'd be watching it anyway. It's just such a wonderful, positive show with lots of laughs and lots of heart. So I'm lucky to be part of those shows and uh, and the others I mentioned that I'm not part of. But television is so good these days. I I just really look forward to it. Yeah, it it, it just seems to be like you say. It, it's it's another golden era of it, or platinum, or whatever you want to call it. it it's we've just got so many. And the problem is is that there are so many, <laughs> we can't watch them all. I know. How do you keep up with them all? It's really difficult, and, uh, you know, there's a lot to watch, and I really enjoy it, and I look forward to my shows, and many people do. Yeah. Well, Ed, I, uh, I am so honored that you have come on the show, and I appreciate you taking the time, and uh, thank you so much, and good luck with your, your cleaning products, too. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate it, too, buddy. Ed Bakley Jr., be sure to check out his cleaning products. Boy, that's you know that's a great thing that he's doing, and uh, we appreciate uh, that he took the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond because he's so busy between that and his TV shows and his movies and everything else. And uh, always loved him on St. Elsewhere, and, and, and he's so good on Young Sheldon there. And uh, we just check him out on uh, TV all the time. You can find him everywhere on reruns and everything, so uh, be sure to check it out. Ed Bagley Jr., thank him so much. And uh, I want to remind you that uh, if you get a chance, we'd really, really appreciate you helping us out here. Uh, in uh, Back a while in January, I guess we popped up on Podcast Magazine's Hot 50 uh, podcasts. And we debuted at number 44, and that was in January. And then in February, we were the biggest mover of all the podcasts, and we're up to number 18 now. So uh, we would really appreciate it if you would go to podcastmagazine.com and cast your vote for On Screen and Beyond and help us out. That would be greatly appreciated. And uh, see if we can move up from number 18. Uh, you know, Maybe we'll pop into the top 10 there. Who knows? But uh, if you could do that, go to podcastmagazine.com and go to Hot 50. And in there, you can vote for uh, every day you can do it. You could, it'd be great if you could do it every day. But uh, just vote for On Screen and Beyond. And uh, the host, it asks you for the host. It's Brian Zemreck, of course. 
And uh, the if you go there, uh, we you know vote, and then go back another day and vote again. Now they ask for your name and your address and your email and all that stuff. You do not have to do that. You can if you want. If you want to subscribe to the magazine, you can do that, uh, and it's free. But uh, if you if you don't want to do that, you don't have to. You can just put in the you know on screen and beyond, and then turn around, put Brian Zemrak in there. And uh, then click that you just want to, you know, you can say that you're already a member, whatever, or, or a subscriber, whatever. And then you just submit it, and that's all you do. And uh, like I say, if you want, you can also subscribe to the magazine for free. So uh, it's up to you what you want to do, but you can do that every day. That would be great, and we would get us up in the rankings and see if we can pop into the top ten. So uh, also, I told you about uh, the CroftCon which was is going to be going on on Saturday, May 21st. They've made a name change. Now, the name, uh, of course, that was celebrating the shows of Sid and Marty Croft, but uh, in order to continue for future shows that they're going to do, they didn't want to get, uh, you know, pinholed into that title. So they've changed the name. It's uh, The main title is TV PopCon. And uh, they will, and then the subtitle will be celebrating the shows of Sid and Marty Croft this time, and who knows what it'll be next time. So, uh, TV Popcon is what you're going to be looking for. It's a, just it's just a different name, and it's celebrating the works of Sid and Marty Croft. Going to be uh, so many people there, so many um, uh, celebrities from those shows that Sid and Marty Croft did, and uh, we're hoping to get uh, you know maybe Sid or Marty or both on the show to talk about those shows. Uh, but we also do already have a couple of guests coming your way in the next couple of weeks. And then we hope to get some more for you that will be at the show. So uh, look out for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, namely, uh, for one thing, we'll have Butch Patrick. He's going to be coming on. And also Wesley Yor. He'll be back. He's been a guest on On Screen to be on. So was a Butch, of course. And we've got a lot more coming your way, too. So uh, get ready for those. Those It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, check that out. It's at Orinda, California's Orinda Theater. And you can uh, just go, you know, take the BART. takes you right to the Orinda Theater. Uh, just cross the, the uh, street there, and you're at the theater. And uh, there's plenty of places to eat and everything else, so it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, it celebrates the works of Sid and Marty Croft. So TV PopCon, the, that's the old CroftCon. So, <laughs> all right. So uh, thank you for joining us for another episode of On Screen and Beyond. That's a wrap for this episode. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. <laughs>